Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. Happy Monday to everybody. A victory Monday. Not all that surprising, except for the quarterback controversy that might be tagging along behind. Oh, here we go. You got got to ask yourself this, Vinny. If you're HBO, you you must feel like you hit the goldmine with this team. All the conflict, all the drama, all the conflama, and now possibly, after a coach on a hot seat, Mm -hmm. maybe a quarterback controversy is next up for this team. It was the one thing we couldn't say was occurring this season was a quarterback controversy. Right, right. Now we can check that box, too. We might be getting one. How was your weekend, man? Good? It was good. Okay. It was good. good. Yours? Uh, yesterday was a great day of football uh, from was. my perspective. That morning game in Germany was spectacular in terms of just vibe. Do you know they sold 67,000 tickets to that game, and the demand was $3 million? <laughs> 3 million people wanted tickets to that game. <laughs> When can we expect the expansion uh, well, announcement? Well, not only that, I mean, it's like in Germany, that's their first game, and they get two first-place teams. Yeah. London had like 30 games before they got an actual Before they got pairing. two teams with yeah, winning right, records. Right. Haven't, haven't they always said, though, that Germany is the one place in Europe that actually does like NFL football for they, whichever they, reason? They have been saying that. They love it. And to hear Kurt Warner's comments, who played in Germany for, you know, he's very familiar with the landscape there. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, these people understand our game. They yeah. love it. And they had to wait that long. What were it you was, waiting so yeah, long for? I don't for? know. It how, was just crazy. How about them singing uh, the West Virginia song? Country Roads. For no particular reason. For no particular at the reason end of the at game. all. I, it they was weren't just, singing it for no reason. It was being played over the loudspeakers. I don't know. I don't know. I saw that it was a big Oktoberfest song, or that it is a big Oktoberfest song, so is, maybe that plays into is it. It's November. Is it fair to say that Germans like John Denver more than Americans like John Denver? <laughs> Well, I, I know Germans so. love David Hasselhoff. They do. Oh, of course. Who doesn't? A lot of people. Uh, Crazy. Me. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then that second game leading, the, that Bills-Vikings game, I don't know if you got to see it. I was oh glued to almost every minute of that game. I was <laughs> I was glued to every minute except for the last two minutes can, when they switched to the... Go, oh, yeah. How can about we just go that, here right? very quickly? Yeah, sure. Because sure. I was caught in that, too. Uh-huh. NFL rules permit you know prohibit us from showing the rest of this game. You just watched three hours of a game, and I tweeted about it, and people are like, "Get the NFL ticket!" No, I'm not buying more. I'm not doing it. I just watched three hours of a football game. Let me game, watch the ending. And I can't yeah. see the ending of it. I know they're in a no-win situation there because if it's they very, don't, there's going to be this a, a, a faction of people like, "What are you doing? It, I need to see kickoff." It's very yeah. very fixable. It, the NBA on doubleheader nights. Yeah. 
they communicate between the games. Yeah. All right, we're running late. Okay. We're going to push you guys, your tip off. You back. guys going to just chill for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It would have been only like a ten minute yeah. delay. Yeah, you know you're never playing in in the NFL. You know you're never playing more but than for, one ten minute overtime period. For us, at least, they were interrupting it for our local game. For the rest Who of the cares? country, they were interrupting it just for the game of the week. Yes. That would have been infuriating. Yes. <laughs> oh, crazy. Absolutely it would have been. What a day. All right, start the show, Ferret. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. No Kyler Murray, 80% of the offensive line out, facing a team that had beaten them 11 times in the last 12 meetings in a place where they suffered an embarrassing playoff defeat in January. Well, none of that mattered on Sunday as Colt McCoy and the Cardinals beat John Wolford and the Rams 27-17 at SoFi Stadium. McCoy, 26 of 37, 238 yards and a touchdown. James Conner grinded out 69 yards on the ground, two touchdowns on 21 carries. The Arizona defense forced two turnovers and held the Rams to just 256 yards on the day. Second least yards they've given up in a game this year. Cardinals get the win. They're still in the mix at 4-6 and six, heading into Monday night against San Francisco in Mexico City. We talked about it last week. The winner of that game could convince themselves they were still in the yeah, race. Yeah. And it's the Cardinals that it, can do the yeah, convincing. It was, uh, listen, it was by NFL standards, it was a pretty trash game, but the Cardinals got something out of that offense that we had not seen with Kyler Murray. And it has really opened the doors to quite a conversation we're going to have it all yes. morning long. Elsewhere in the NFC West, the division leading Seahawks went across the pond to Germany. They got slowed down by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21 16. Brady threw two. Two touchdown passes as Tampa Bay jumped out to a 21-3 lead, hung on during a second-half rally from Seattle. Former Sun Devil Rashad White, 22 carries, 105 yards in the win for the Bucks. Seattle um, gets the uh, takes the loss for the first time in a while. 49ers pushed their record to over 500 with a 22-16 win over the shorthanded Chargers at Levi Stadium. Niners trailed 16-10 at the half, but got two field goals from Robbie Gold and a two-yard touchdown run from Chris. Christian McCaffrey in the second half. So after week 10, the Seahawks still lead the division at 6-4. and four. Then you got San Francisco at 5-4, and four, Cardinals at 4-6, and six, and Rams now alone in the cellar at 3-6. and six. This week, in addition to Cards, Niners, and Mexico, the Rams travel to New Orleans to play the Saints, and the Seahawks have the week off. I thought it was a pretty good weekend of football. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I thought it was excellent by NFL standards. This is, again, November. This month is great because this is when the games start to get really, really serious. Yes. And you start seeing a lot of emotion, and you start seeing it's it's great stuff. It really is. Week 11 closed, or excuse me, week 10 closes up tonight in Philadelphia with the uh, undefeated Eagles taking on the Washington Commanders. Kickoff is at 6-15. Suns road trip ends tonight in South Florida against the Miami Heat. Suns looking to finish the four-game roadie at 2-2 two two after a totally flat performance Friday night in Orlando. Suns come in at 8-4. and four. Heat have won two straight, and they're 6-7 and seven on the year. Chris Paul is questionable for tonight with that heel injury. Landry Shamit remains out with a concussion. Tip-off is at 5-30. Pre-game at 5 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. 
I don't know if you saw that game on Friday. I did. Oof. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Um, this, this is going to be an interesting couple of games for the Suns, from my vantage point. Yeah, going, uh, playing a, a, a good Heat team that hasn't really found its way yet, mm-hmm. and then coming home to take on Golden State on yep. Wednesday. Uh-huh. One of only four NBA teams, by the way, that does not have a road victory yet this year. Wow. <laughs> Holy oh, smokes. 0-7, is that oh, what it is? 0-7 after they lost to the Kings last night. Wow. Uh, in the NBA last night, Joel Embiid went nuts. The His stat line is 76ers big man scored 59 points, had 11 rebounds, 8 assists, and blocked 7 shots. Sixers beat the Jazz 105 to 98. Yes, Embiid scored 59 points, and the rest of his teammates scored 46. That's like Wilt Chamberlain esque stat line. It is. And only uh, 20 of those points came at the free throw line. <laughs> you gonna make fun of a guy for a 59 point performance? I didn't make fun of him. I point. I just simply stated a fact. Okay. And good for you okay. for getting to the line. Okay. Do it more. Yeah. It's just frustrating that some guys are really good at getting to the line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bobby Hurley's age. I don't know if you son- saw this, but the uh, but there was something that came out late last week that for all the people who think the Suns get the worst refs, they get the second highest rated refs in their games. Did you see that? Really? That came out last week? That is the most depressing yep. fact I think I've heard in a long <laughs> uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. Lakers get the best refs. Do they? Mm, that's, what it, that's according to this. Uh, I'll get a fight. You've got to see this. you got to have something good out you there. I, I see do this. have to see uh, this. Let me find this for I you. I want to know who the best refs are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bobby Hurley's ASU Sun Devil suffered their first loss of the year, uh, 67-66 in overtime to Texas Southern on the road in the Pac-12 SWAC Legacy Series. Devils led by 12 with under eight minutes to play, but then went scoreless for 332 in the second. Tigers closed the gap in OT. Frankie Collins made two free throws to give ASU a lead with 30 seconds left, but Texas Southerns, and this is a great name, Zytarius Mortal, tip in with four seconds left, proved to be the winner. Sun Devils now head to Brooklyn to take part in the 2022 Legends Classic. Was, was he the mortal enemy? That sounds like the name of an... <laughs> Sorry, man, I couldn't resist. That sounds like the name of a mortal alien, Zytarius, and then he tried to trick all the humans. No, no, I'm Zytarius Mortal. He sounds he like a Pokemon. He's really fooling people, too, because he spells the last name M-O-R-T-L-E. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. like Motel. With that tip in, he will remain immortal Boy, yeah. oh. in the history of Texas. Oh. Oh. He's having some real battles with these less-than-stellar teams early yeah, on. I, it turns out basketball is pretty tough when you can't put the ball in the hole. Uh, they will take on VCU on Wednesday and either Pittsburgh or Michigan on Thursday. Coyotes dropped their second straight after winning the first three on their 14-game road trip. They fell 4-1 to the Rangers. Barclay Goodrow and uh, Adam Fox scored in a span of 118 in the second period for the Rangers that would give them a 2-0 lead. Yotes trip crossing the country now. I think they get to stop home and do some laundry. Uh, their next game Thursday night in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. There you go. There's your splash for Monday, November 14th. Coming up next, it was much needed, and the Cardinals got it. A win over the Rams in L.A. We'll get into some of the details next on this Big Red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's drive. Let's drive. Let's drive. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
we'll see. I mean, we know we got a big one um, next week. Mexico, a bunch of things going on, a bunch of distractions against the 49ers who are uh, playing as good as anybody. So um, I think just to come out with all the injuries, all the things we have going on, four offensive linemen down and be able to still get a victory, definitely um, we'll build some momentum. And we, we got to make sure we work hard this week in practice to, to build off of that. Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Cardinals, after his team uh, scored a 27-17 win over the Rams on Sunday at SoFi Stadium without Kyler Murray. You heard Cliff Kingsbury mention there four of your starting offensive linemen out. Yeah. You lose Zach Ertz early in the game. Mm-hmm. But it just to me, one of the things that I took away from this game, and, and, and there's an obvious storyline that we're going to spend a lot of time on today. But one of those things, Bick, that stood out to me is, you know, during the Cardinals' struggles, we would always talk about, and I've been guilty of it too, while the Cardinals can't run the football behind this revamped offensive line. It's all about, you know, putting your fingerprints on a game. And the Cardinals put their fingerprints on this game early. They fell behind 3 nothing. They tied it. But once they got that double-digit lead, mm-hmm. didn't it feel like last year when they just had flexibility of what they wanted to do offensively. They had Colt McCoy doing a really yeah. steady job of guiding the offense. There was no explosion in the offense whatsoever again. That's fine, but mm-hmm. it just felt like one of those one well, of those games from last Even shorthanded, when you get that formula to work for you, you can win games. I, I felt that way only because of the quarterback they were going up against. It, it looked early on that if the Cardinals could get any kind of cushion in that game, it was going to be enough, and it was enough. And, and I do think that, you know, you give them credit for it. You give them credit because, you know, prior to, it, it, this is a stat that blew my mind. I had to wrap my head around this a couple of times. Ever since that victory in L.A. last year, which might have been the best win of Cliff Kingsbury's career in Arizona, the Cardinals have lost three times to the Rams since that win in L.A. last year. Yeah. The, the they, second regular season game, Glendale, the playoff game, then and the then the, playoff, the other then the game first in one this year. Yeah. Right. And so, so on some way, you kind of got another losing streak put in the rearview mirror. You can convince yourself, yourself you're still into it. I, I, I also thought this. I, I thought that, you know, when they agreed to let HBO come in and film Hard Knocks, in season with the team, there was a lot of people who said, you know what, this might make the team sharper down the stretch. This might make the team really pay attention to detail. And I kind of felt that yesterday because after week one of Hard Knocks, even though the Cardinals lost the game to a man, most players in that locker room were commenting how cool it was to see themselves on that show. Mm -hmm. So that show is probably something that they're vibing on, right? Yeah. And and I do think it's going to help this team down the stretch. Although J.J. Watt had a pretty interesting quote on Friday. I think it was Friday. Uh, but late last week when he talked about that subject came up and he said, look, if, if you if you need a television show or cameras to motivate you, you're doing something wrong. Right. I, it's but easy two, to say that. Two different things, right. though. And that's it's, also J.J. Watt. And that's J.J. Watt, right, who, who loves the television camera, who's great in front of the television cameras. You all say everyone wants to say that and everyone wants to believe that. I, I've heard Wolf say that before. Like, come on. You don't need this outside external forces to, to get you sharper. But it's different when they're filming a television show it's on true. HBO. Look, we had a couple weeks ago, before the Cardinals Thursday night game against the Saints, we had an NFL Films crew in here for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And we were way buttoned up. I mean, I didn't even put my finger in my nose one time <laughs> no. during that whole span. Thank goodness. 
Because the extreme <laughs> right. close-up of your face they used and the one-second yeah. clip. They were in here for 45 minutes. Yeah. They used literally it, two a seconds. Millisecond. <laughs> yeah. It's not a matter of needing the cameras to amp you up. No. No. Whether you need it or not, it is going to impact yes. you that way. It, you're right. You're right. And, and, the thing, and, and the thing that really hammered that home to me was just how everybody saw the first episode. And even though the Cardinals lost that game, they were all like, wow, we look, we're on HBO. Look how cool we look. Right. Exactly. And so that's that is going to keep this team sharp. Because if not, you're gonna you're gonna show up bad on HBO. That's right. Not just on game film, you're gonna show up bad on HBO. So I think this is really, in retrospect, something that's really gonna help this football team kind of keep it together down the stretch here, which is good. Yeah, here's more good. more from Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean it's been a struggle. There's no doubt this season. Um, we haven't played up to our standards yet and we're coached and um, that's something that we'll continue to work to do but uh, to come in here another team that we're struggling and trying to find an identity kind of like ourselves and find a way to get it done is a good step in the right direction yeah we can get into the Colt McCoy stuff I mean for him to come in Mm -hmm. and consider that you know going back to last season Bick that was Colt McCoy's first live football action since last year he did not take a snap in the preseason Hasn't been on the field yet this year. And he comes in. And now, in his Cardinals career, over two seasons, he's made four starts. Mm -hmm. He's beaten the other three teams in the division all on the road in those four starts. How about that? (laughs) How about that? And the year before he came to the Cardinals, he went and beat Seattle when he was with the New York Giants. So now listen, we're not going to get over our skis this. He's still, what, 11 11 and 23 lifetime? But the fact of the matter is... Uh, what they needed to do to beat the Rams with that offensive line yesterday was a quarterback who gets rid of the football immediately. And boy, yes. did that look different. Very different. Oh, the 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 change in optics in, in quarterback play, even though it wasn't necessarily always leading to great stuff. Just the, the ball coming out on time was quite something. Yes. He was decisive. Very very and, and 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 that just detonated where the Rams should have dominated that game, which was up front against I, that offensive line. Kelvin Beecher was the only yes. starter in that offensive line. Vic, I, I I texted you before the game and I, I screenshot what the offensive line was going to look like. And you know, all due respect to those guys, you know, Rashad Coward, he wasn't even with them. He, he steps in and plays immediately. I said to you, how many sacks is Aaron Donald going to get? Yeah. <laughs> and all for, of them. For was whatever my reason, yeah. he was neutralized. He hit he had a lot of tackles, actually, mm-hmm. for, for his for, for normal stat line. But he hit Colt McCoy once, didn't get any sacks. It's because everything was so geared towards the timing of the offense again. Mm-hmm. Gotta get it out quick. Gotta get it out quick. And that was another big takeaway from Sunday was this looks different. It looks smoother. Again, this, I mean, this offense is allergic to big plays. They had two plays over 20 yards. The whole game, I think there was three plays over 20 yards. These were two challenged offenses yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. But that's exactly the type of strategy that the Cardinals needed to employ with that offensive line, that quarterback, and it worked. Yeah. Well, the big questions now are going to be exactly, okay, what, what is the state of Kyler Murray's hamstring? Because let's not forget, he finished that game the week before. Yes, he did. Right? Played a half on a, a, on a gimpy hamstring. Right. And then, then he was actually doing stuff in practice on Friday. And, and generally, 
quarterbacks like that fight through and play. Look at look at what look at Josh Allen with Buffalo. Um, look at Buda Baker. And, no, we'll and get what, into Buddha. Right. And and look at the fact at where he pushed him self mentally to play that football game. Kyler Murray did not, and I'm gonna tell you what, it's it, it, it almost felt like this football team was relieved to have a different quarterback behind center. And, and I again, I'm help just going, but feel that too. Yeah, because generally in a story like that, you might have a football team rolling their eyes going, what's up with this quarterback? Why is he not playing today? It didn't feel like they were, that was their vibe at all. It almost felt like they were like, okay, let's try something different. Let's, let's bring in this new guy. So the question becomes, what are they going to do with this thing going forward? This is this is going to be fascinating. Oh, this is going to be a fun. Oh week. yeah, yeah. You can text oh, your yeah. thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty. Right now, coming up next, as we do on Mondays, win or lose, we'll relive all the action from the voice of Dave Pash on the Cardinals Radio Network. Big Red Reacts is next. Typically, Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. Yeah, Cardinals would win the coin toss. They would elect to defer, so the Rams would get first crack with John Wolford. And, Jared, correct me. Is John Wolford Hank Gudgley or Mungo Beanfield? I think he's Hank Gudgley. Gudge Hackley. Oh, Gudge Hackley. Anyway, Hackley and the Rams Zeb took the Nutley, field. I believe, was his uh, name. They would face a fourth and one near midfield. They converted it on a Cam Akers run, so into Cardinals territory they would go. Uh, that uh, drive would stall at the Arizona 18-yard line but they got a 36-yard field goal from Matt Gay and drew first blood. 3-0 on a 14-play drive that took almost nine minutes off the clock to start the game. The Cardinals would then respond with a drive of their own after taking over from the 25-yard line. Uh, on fourth and two from the LA 47, they would go for it, and they would convert. Colt McCoy hit A.J. Green for a four-yard pass. Uh, then later in the drive, another third-down conversion. Moved the chains, but it was a costly one. Shotgun snap, McCoy, quick drop, looks over the middle, pitches, now throws complete across the middle. Inside the 30, it's a first down of the 25. Zach Ertz made the tackle, but he's hurt. Ertz immediately grabs his left leg. Cardinal players are signaling for the team doctors and training staff. Oh, no. Yeah, it didn't look good. Uh, His reaction when he was taken off on the cart, there was a a picture of him in the bowels of SoFi Stadium with his head in his hands. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look good. I would suspect bad news for the rest of the year for Zach Ertz. I don't know. There was a report last night that nothing is torn. Really? That he might just miss multiple weeks. Yeah, it's not official. but. And to be fair, you look bad when you're in the bowels of anything, really. That is true. Good point, Jarrett. Three, uh, that drive would end with a 36-yard field goal from new kicker, fourth kicker, Tristan Viscano. Uh, by the way, both teams started with 14 play drives and went 57 yards and ended in 36-yard field goals. That's a little weird. 3-3 three, three yeah. at that point. Into the second quarter, we'd, we would go after a string of... Five straight three and outs combined between the two teams. The Cardinals would take over at 827 of the quarter on their own 34-yard line. They would convert on a third down on a scramble by Colt McCoy. Um, Then they would convert on a fourth down and one on a scramble or a run by Colt McCoy. First down and goal at the L.A. 4. 
Cardinals got the first touchdown of the game. McCoy takes handoff, Connor up the middle, into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona. What a drive engineered by Colt McCoy. James Connor pays it off with a touchdown run to give the Cardinals a 9-3 lead. Yep, 13-play, uh, 66-yard drive, 631 off the clock there. Rams would take over. It's second down and 10 at their own 44-yard line. Uh, got a little defense mixed with a little shoddy officiating. Rams go right to work again. Second and 10 on their 44. Snap to Wolford. Straight drop back. In trouble. Gets drilled. The ball pops out. It's free at the 30-yard line. And they're going to say the hand was going forward. It's an incomplete pass. Yeah, Arizona's ball first and 10 at that spot. That play, um, you're thinking, that's a play that could come back to bite the Cardinals. Because J.J. Watt had a touchdown. Could have walked into the end zone. Yep. And Cleet Blakeman, the ref the crew chief did something you don't see officials do very often in 2022, and that is immediately rule an incomplete pass. Normally, they'll let the play shake out, see what happens, and if it's an incomplete pass by replay, yeah. they're taken care of. Exactly. But it was a clear recovery, so the Cardinals would take over possession of the football at the L.A. 30-yard line. Uh Colt McCoy and company made it not matter. Second and goal from the six-yard line. McCoy found a forgotten man in the offense. Snap to McCoy. Looking left. It's a fade left corner of the end zone. A.J. Green with a great grab. Touchdown! The A.J. Green of old is back. He's made two incredible grabs. Colt McCoy, meanwhile, continues to deliver. How about that, Vic? A fade, how about it? A fade yeah. to a tall receiver. Yeah, how about it? As somebody who's been very, very hypercritical of A.J. Green, I've just got to give it up for him. He put a good game on the, on the table yesterday. A couple of sensational catches. Yeah. Yep. Only made he, two catches, but they were both big. They're both really high-grade, elite kind of stuff. Yep. 17-3 after the Viscano extra point. Into the third quarter we'd go. A couple of punts traded by each team. Rams would take over. 7-31 to go at their own 41-yard line. They would drive right down the field and uh, faced a third and goal from the Arizona 4 when they got into the end zone for the first time via Daryl Henderson. Snap to Wolford. Going to run it. Henderson up the middle. He's into the end zone for the touchdown. Man. It was third and goal on the 14, but back-to-back penalties put the ball on the four, and the Rams are right back in the ball game. 17-9 with the extra point pending. Yep, 17-10 after the Matt Gay extra point. That would take us already into the fourth quarter of this game. Uh, Rams would punt on their first possession. Cardinals took over at their own uh, 40-yard line with good field position. Uh, they faced a third and 17 at their own 45-yard line. McCoy found Rondell Moore for a 14-yard game. So facing a fourth down and three at the L.A. 41. Kind of a no-man's land situation. Too short for a uh, punt, too long for a field goal. They decided to go for it, and they went deep. Shotgun snap. McCoy drops back to throw a deep ball left side, and a one-handed catch by Rondell Moore. Inside the 20 at the 15. He's out of bounds there. What a dime by Colt McCoy. Incredible grab by Rondell Moore. That play, Bick. It was a tremendous throw and a great yep. catch by Rond- Rondale Moore, but it also shows the delicate balance of being a play caller in the NFL. 
that one works, and everybody says, great play. If that didn't work, you go on fourth and one or fourth and three and go long, which we've seen the Cardinals do this year. Uh-huh. That's one of those plays that everybody remembers and will, true. will, will pin to point. your record forever. It's a good point. I thought it was also interesting uh, the, the, the distribution of targets and catches to DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore together mm-hmm. is about what it should be. One guy had 10 receptions, the other guy had nine. Yeah. That's what it should look like. It should. Absolutely. Two plays later after the great catch by Moore. Uh, Cardinals at the nine-yard line of the Rams. James Conner making another house call. Boy under center takes. Give to Conner. Off the left side. Trying to get the edge. Stiff arming at the 10. The 5. Dice for the end zone. He's in. It's a touchdown for Conner. His second of the day. The offense has come alive under Colt McCoy here in L.A. And they lead it 23-10. If Escano's extra point would make it 24-10. Rams uh, last-ditch attempt on their first play from the 25-yard line. Uh, Gudgley threw a real duck that Antonio Hamilton probably should have taken to the house. He didn't make the interception, but the Cardinals defense would force a turnover later on that possession, thanks to the man, Buda Baker. Snap to Wolford, back to throw again. Looking deep, airing it out, middle of the field, and it's intercepted. Somehow picked off at the 30 by Buda. Running back the other way, 40, 50, 40, Baker, 30, cuts right, and tackled at the 25. This guy shouldn't even be playing. What heart, what grit. Yeah, the uh, turnover there, 53-yard returns at the Cardinals up at the L.A. 25-yard line. They would settle for a 46-yard field goal from Tristan Viscano to make it 27-10. The Rams on their next drive, they padded their stats and got into the end zone. Wolford found Van Jefferson. A beautiful throw by Wolford, by the way, on that touchdown pass to Jefferson. That made it 27-17. But then the Cardinals got to take what has been rare for them this year. Victory formation. Cardinals take a knee. This one's over. Give a game ball to Colt McCoy. But he's not the only one. There are several. Give all those young offensive linemen a game ball. Give A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore game balls. Yeah, and if you watch the Cardinals post-game video, I think they had to they order... Dave Pash's advice, They had they? to order more footballs to hand yeah, out because right. everybody got it. I think Dave Pash was short on his... Uh... <laughs> yeah, he was, exactly. <laughs> he kind of was. 27-17, the uh, final. Cardinals get their fourth win of the year, and the Rams fall to last place in the division. Of course, uh, Dave Pash on the call on the Cardinals radio network. We continue Big Red Monday next with... All right, maybe it's a little bit of a leap to call it such, but is there a quarterback controversy at least heading into Week 11? We'll get into it next. Spickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. As a backup, you just never know when your opportunity is going to strike. And quite honestly, like, I, I want K1 to be healthy. Like, he, he's a phenomenal player. But in this situation with Lyman out, our back's against the wall, on the divi- a division game on the road, like, I, I dug deep and was, was proud to go out there and, and play as hard as I can. And um, the guys around me made plays, Rondell and Hop. And, you know, when Zach went down, 
uh, on the first drive. He was a big part of the game plan, and Trey stepped up and made some plays. Steven stepped up and made some plays. Like, there's just a lot of adversity coming into this game, and I'm proud to be a part of a team that, that never quits and fights, and um, defense played great. They gave us some turnovers, and um, this was a huge win for us. Huge win. Colt McCoy, the winning quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, when we talked last week on Thursday and then Friday with Tim Ring, uh, you know, we talked about the possibility of maybe this is going to be a battle of backup quarterbacks. You had Kyler Murray with the hamstring injury, Matthew Stafford with the concussion. It turned out to be just that, although we didn't find out until pretty late in the in the process. We didn't find out until pretty late in the process on Sunday that it would be Colt McCoy. But it sounds like, um, you know, Colt McCoy knew that he was going to be the guy even on yeah. Friday. Uh, judging from the broadcast on Fox where they talked about um, – you know their their visits with Colt McCoy in the production meeting. They're not talking to guys who aren't going to play. <laughs> so right. I think Colt McCoy right. had a couple days' notice. But even so, again, his first action of the year, he looked like he hadn't missed a beat from last well, year. Well, it's it's interesting to me because I, I mentioned earlier in the program it was just a vibe, but it, but it almost felt going into the game that there was I, I think what I call it a sense of relief that mm-hmm. maybe that 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 they were going to have a different guy behind center. I, I felt it in listening to the pregame show when they said it, Colt McCoy is the one on the field warming up. There's no sign of Kyler Murray. My first thought was they're going to win this game today mm-hmm. because I because Colt McCoy he's got an ex, he's got experience and he was better than the quarterback the Rams were trotting out there and and it it all kind of played out that way and it's it's amazing the way that game looked it's amazing the way the game felt and and it really kind of threw a lot of things into focus here we we kind of had this conversation based on episode 1 of HBO's Hard Knocks when 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 we watched the the dust up between DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray mm-hmm. on the sideline as sports fans, it looked like Kyler was barking at D-Hop. It looked like D-Hop had messed up. That's what your eyes told you. Then we saw courtesy of HBO Hard Knocks that, what are you seeing, man? How do you not find me? And that kind of that kind of stuck with a lot of people like, okay, how, how, how do you not miss – how do you miss him when he's wide open? Uh-huh. Okay, and, and so this was another one of those games where Cliff looked more comfortable calling plays – the offense ran on schedule, which it which which it will if your quarterback is completing seventy percent of his passes, mm-hmm. and you and you see how fragile that is. Yet in what in what Cliff Kingsbury wants is an offense. It, it, Colt McCoy delivered that yesterday. Now, is it sustainable? We don't know. Is it? Is this enough to take the quarterback job from Kyler Murray on a big Monday night game in Mexico City? That's the question. Yes. Um, Colt McCoy also came back. He missed a series. He had to come out of the game after he banged up his knee. And it didn't look good initially. But he only missed the one series where Trace McSorley came in and handed off three times and, and, and basically the Cardinals punted. Here was McCoy afterwards on the condition of the knee. I still don't know. I, I think I'm going to be all right. We'll see. Um, and the, the knee just banged on the turf. And then I don't know if I cramped up or I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to take some tests tomorrow. Once you went back in, did you feel like you were limited in some ways or did that matter to you at that point? It didn't affect me throwing the football, but if I needed to move and go full speed, I don't know. I'm I'm glad I didn't have to do that. This might sound crazy, Mm -hmm. Vic, what I'm about to say. All right. But I truly believe this. Heading into week 11, the Monday night game against the 49ers in Mexico City. Mm -hmm. If Colt McCoy 
is physically able to play, if he's good enough to start physically, he should be the guy at quarterback. My instincts kind of tell me the same thing. Because if if you if you want to really extrapolate this and see what this is all about, this would be a good forum to do it. And the question becomes, can you sit Kyler down if he feels healthy without him losing his mind? That's a great question. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see how they manage this because on one hand, you've got a head coach who's been on a hot seat pretty much all season long, and deservedly so. And now you've got a quarterback who came in and operated his offense at a level of which Kyler Murray it can't do because he doesn't he holds on to the ball too long. Yeah, it was maybe a good visual. Hey, this is the way the offense is supposed it's to look right. even when you're mm-hmm. out there. Um, and we talked about it was one of the first things we talked about this morning was just the timing of the offense, the crispness of the offense, the decisiveness in the passing game on where to go with the football. It looked a lot different. There wasn't a whole lot of holding on to the ball. And part of that was game plan out of necessity because of that defensive right. line against the offensive line that was in shambles but held up very well. But Colt McCoy was a big part of that. Now, on the flip side of that, the physical condition of Kyler Murray. How close was he to playing, Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, I think he's trending closer. Um, we just, like I said, we want him to be able to take off. When he takes off, go as fast as you can run and, and use those, those gifts he has, and, and he wouldn't have been able to do that today. And when you factor in the opponent, the Rams, for whatever reason, kind of had cracked the code on Kyler Murray as the running quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've done a better job than any opponent in hemming him in keeping him in the pocket, and really rendering him pretty ineffective as a runner. Go back to last week. Hard Knocks captured that, too, when, when Kyler Murray tweaked that hamstring. And he had the tur- the turnover when he fumbled in the open field. He said, hey, I felt like I was jogging. I felt like I couldn't let it go. To Cliff Kingsbury's you know comment there, if Kyler Murray can't let it go full bore as a right. runner... The decision's made for you. Right. Now, now, we're still a week away from, from that game in Mexico City, but why not ride this? This is a team that needs momentum. Yeah. You find a way to beat the 49ers, now you're looking at 5-6, and six, yeah. which I thought was not possible. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I think it might be possible if you have another real smooth offensive performance. The And that's really the big question. It, it, can you duplicate this with Colt McCoy? Is there a higher level that this offense can run at immediately and, and the big word, consistently? That's the big question because in the Rams, you were playing a team that is pretty much checked out, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that, was playing, that, true. that was playing very poorly even with their Super Bowl winning quarterback. Correct. There wasn't a whole lot of belief coming from the Rams. So this game against the 49ers, this is going to be a different animal entirely. So you have to, but Colt McCoy beat the 49ers in San Francisco last year. But remember what happened in Colt McCoy's second start yes, last year. Yes, he was not year. very good at all against Carolina. So the, And that really becomes the question here is, is Colt McCoy, is he experiencing a late career renaissance or are these just really sturdy fill-in jobs where what he's able to do looks dramatically different when juxtaposed with Kyler Murray's failures? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, the long answer here is that if, if there's going to be a renaissance, Cliff Kingsbury 
he's going to have to be as good with Kyler Murray as he looks to be with Colt McCoy. But even the visuals of yesterday, the sideline stuff, the friendliness, the camaraderie between the head coach and the quarterback compared to what it looks like with the other guy. People were commenting on the wide receiver group shown on the bench, all smiling and laughing. Look, a lot of that has to do with the scoreboard. Let's be Absolutely. honest. But you're right. There was a little bit, it seemed like a little bit of a lighter feel. Yeah. I, yes. think, I, I think that if Kyler's 100% they're not going to sit him. But I think what that game did yesterday is if he's 95%, yeah, so now they can... Why push it, Kyler? Right. Yeah. And if you need to, and Kyler Murray's... Yeah, maybe he's in uniform. Maybe he's he's your break glass in case of emergency guy. It sounds yeah. crazy well, to say it. Right. But we're going to have a lot more on this but, subject. But if you were a competitor and you were Kyler Murray and you were 96.8%, wouldn't you want to play the 49ers in Mexico City? Yeah, I mean, you could even make that claim... What was his percentage at yesterday? Yeah, No, I know, especially when you look at Buda Baker and, and what that's all about. It, this is going to be fascinating because I'm with you. I, I really believe that after yesterday's performance and seeing the way the offense functioned and, and getting the D-Hop and Rondale more targets where they should be, seeing the revival of A.J. Green, seeing the fact that they came out and threw the ball 11 consecutive times to start the game. Uh-huh. You don't think that was a flex? Absolutely. It didn't make much sense to me, but <laughs> it paid off. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll get into oh, all yeah. those aspects, yeah. too, as Big Red Monday continues. Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, Offspring, and more returns to Tempe Beach Park February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale, but you can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. Coming up next, a Victory Monday. It's been rare as of late, but we'll open up the phone lines. 602-260-9870 to get your thoughts on the Cardinals win over the Los Angeles Rams. It's Bickley Murata mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios here at Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.